my dudes, it's your boy, Adam Ward. And this is episode 15 of Your Boy Cancelled. And my God, can you believe we're already here? Your boy is going to take a short break after today's episode, just for a couple of weeks. There's a lot going on in your boy's world right now. I've just started a new job. I'm working on a new play for an emerging arts festival. and I'm moving house. So I'm just going to take a few weeks off, let life settle down a little bit, and then we'll be back. Some of you might have heard every episode, but if you haven't, we've got a back catalogue of 15 now for you to get through. And if you have listened to every episode, your boy appreciates you most of all. I know in these times, just having something like this to listen to and having a routine is so important. A friend recently said he's been listening to this show and it's been helping him get through some tough times. And just so you guys know, That really means a lot for me to hear. It's so important that we look after ourselves in these times and whether you know me or not and you listen to this and you're struggling, just reach out. I'm always happy to talk to anybody and I know how much that means. So the Instagram is AWP, your boy cancel, Twitter, your boy cancelled, and YouTube, your boy cancelled. I know this can be a really isolating time for people, so reach out. And if you know someone and you just think, hey, I've not heard from them in a while, I should check in on them. Just do it, and you'll be glad that you did. Anywho, on today's episode is my friend Sarah Douthwaite. We first met teaching together in the Cotswolds and just immediately had this amazing bond. We've stayed friends ever since. In this episode, we talk how Sarah went from a musical theatre performer to a farmer's wife, her lockdown wedding, pregnancy, and the weird and wonderful time we had together in the Cotswolds. So without further ado... This is episode 15 of Your Boy Cancelled, Your Boy's Joe Casey. Hi, so I'm Sarah Douthwaite, formerly Harris, got married this year, and you're listening to Your Boy Cancelled by Adam Ward. Enjoy! That was lovely. That was very nice. I like that very much. I didn't even practice for that. Straight in. Beautiful. (laughs) So, my dudes, it's your boy Adam Ward, and joining me this week is a moulder of minds and soon to be creator of life, my friend Sarah Douthwaite. Now, I'm not used to that. I'm used to calling you Sarah Harris. I know, and I do still like Sarah Harris because yeah. it's got a ring to it. it does have and you can do Sharis, you can do lots of combinations of it. It's getting a bit tiring, so I have to spell it out to people at the moment. I'm getting used to Delph what? Delph Wood? Doof But I like it on paper. It looks yeah. really nice. Oh, it's it looks very professional. That's kind of what did it for me, really, was what it looked like on paper. <laughs> the only reason you got married, really. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So this is your boy cancelled. Sarah, what are you cancelling? Oh my God, we're going straight in with that. Straight in, so, straight in. I've thought long and hard about this one. And it's really difficult not to use a specific example of an event, I find. So it does come from an event, but I am convinced there are other people like it that I've experienced this with. So I am cancelling people who snore, not snorers, so don't jump on me straight away because, you know, that's fine if you snore. People who snore, who know that they snore, who when they're asked if they snore, say they don't snore. 
I agree. No, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. See, I know I snore. And I also talk in my sleep sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing, like, me, me and one of my friends stayed over at somebody's house once. And um, we all stayed in this one tiny room for some reason. And my, one of my other friends talks in his sleep too. So somebody was oh, just saying God. it like we were having a conversation because we were both talking and oh, saying gibberish. But yeah, yeah. you've got to own it. You've got to own it. This, this was a similar situation where, do you know, I think it was actually a friend's stag do, but mm. us girls all invaded it and it ended up being one massive like barbecue party, which was great. So then it meant there was absolutely loads of people that needed to stay. So we were similar, like all in probably quite a small room actually, a lounge absolutely loads of us and we had the conversation we're going to bed now then who snores so my friend's brother like i think one should owned it and said i snore but i have bought this contraption with me which looked like a bit like a tebby teletubby like head brace thing that is yeah. supposed to at least minimize it so i thought good effort like brilliant yeah, yeah you, absolutely exactly you're doing something about it and uh that was it nobody else claimed it everyone else was like yeah no don't really snore that's fine and we were like okay cool then middle of the night this guy's snoring i actually voice noticed it so i could play it to people the next day it was horrendous like like i'd never experienced in my life like absolutely awful we were hot as it was because it was a summer like mm. it was just one of those moments where you think I'm not a murderer, because I'm not, but right now, all, and you know what, as I was thinking that, the guy who does actually snore threw a cushion at him to well, shut so him up, and I did a mini cheer. <laughs> I was like, what was, what was the most contraption like, by the way? The thing it literally was like a head brace round the face, yeah. and it like tied at the top, and I think it's supposed to do something with the jaw and... I didn't really understand, but he looked hilarious. Like, I was I mean, gonna say, like, I owned the whole, to, to, the whole to, part of it. To go to that effort, I know me personally, <laughs> if I was in a room with like a million people and I had this giant head brace thing, I'd be like, you know what, for tonight, I'll, I'll leave it. I won't wear it tonight and I'll take the heat <laughs> of the snore. People know I snore, but... Yeah, exactly. At least he said it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But bless him, he put it on. He put on the head brace, so he's committed. So yes. I just feel like, I suppose you could generalise that what I'm cancelling in saying people should own it. But this is really specific for me because people, this guy had a partner, like he knows he snores, right? So why not just say I snore? Anyway, I've not been able to look at the guy since. The next morning I wouldn't talk to him. Like it, it, it's like a known thing that I just can't bear the guy now. Do you, th <laughs> do you, think, um, <laughs> do you think the partner has become kind of like immune to the snore? You know, like how some people, when they have kids yeah. and their kids like screaming or whatever, or crying, yeah, and they, didn't they kind it, of like yeah. drown it out. Like it just becomes kind of like white noise to them. Do you think like the partner, because they've been with them for however long, they've just gone like, I don't even notice this snoring anymore because I've learned to deal with it. Potentially, but I'd hate to think what she's done with him until that, like this yeah. throwing a kiss in wasn't enough for me. I, I felt anger. And I'm not an angry person, you know this. I'm no, pretty happy not. like, like cheerful, cheery, but this, yeah. I don't know, I think I was more annoyed because the fact we'd given him an opportunity to, yeah. you know, own it, and that's he didn't say. Well, I think you did the right thing in recording it and showing him up, because that's how I would have dealt with the situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> so that Directly to him, I would have sneakily talked about it with the other people at the do, like, can you believe this guy's smiling? Oh, morning. Well, yeah, yes. 
Well, it's still it's still a running joke now, actually. Mm. Luckily, the guy isn't at all in the friendship group. Like, we don't really... Perfect. He was a friend of a friend anyway, and they don't yeah. really keep in contact with him anyway. So now it's just an absolute, like... People can't believe it because everyone knows I'm pretty cheerful and happy. Yeah, so yeah. the fact I hate somebody, you know, it's still kind of a running joke. He's just the um, snorer now. Yeah, he's Forever just more. a lame snorer. Yeah, exactly. Without head brace. So Terrible. that's exactly what I'd cancel. It was difficult thinking of what I'd cancel because I'm pretty like see the good in people. Um, see the good in situations. But I thought things have got to grind my gear a little bit, surely. And that. It's just the one event I could think of that really, I mean, you can hear it in my voice when I talk about it. It's yeah, just, there's, there's, there's a range. There's me. range. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it just doesn't matter how um, like optimistic, glass half full person you are. There's always one thing that annoys everyone. Regardless yeah. of what, everyone's got their one little thing. Um, yeah, and I reckon I've got more. It's just, probably it's do. tricky to think of them until they happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, see, I, um, I, do one of these every single week. So it's, it's easy for me to, to come up with things that annoy me now because I've done it. Yeah. Times. <laughs> My yeah. thing is people who don't pick up after their dogs, particularly this time of year, because I wear nice yeah, shoes. Lovely. I wear yeah. very nice shoes. And then you got all the leaves and then they cover up the poop. You step in that poop, yeah. shoes ruined. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. And I'm, a, oh my God, sorry. There's two cows and two calves walking past my window as we speak. I just need to, can you see them or not? I can see them, yes. Yeah, they're literally going past my garden. Sorry to interrupt that podcast. That no, is no, I think that's, that's, that's a fair interruption <laughs> because the people need to know. People need to know what right, is going on. This is why on. you're on. Sorry. People want to know about the farm life. Oh, but I wanted to comment on your... Let me just comment on the poo situation because I'm a dog owner. Yes. So sure. immediately as you started speaking, I felt guilty. Probably a bit like you did when I started speaking about snorers. But if I was in a public footpath or on the road, like I absolutely always pick up his poo 100%. and he's got lavender scented biodegradable bags. So yeah. that's fine. I would agree it's the sludge of it because you're not going to know. Exactly. It's like you say, you walk on a leaf, etc., and it's going to get your nice shoes. So if you tread on that, mm -hmm. if you've seen a, a dog owner and the dog and you've seen it happen, so if this happened to you, have you ever walked in it and you've known the culprit? Oh no, that's not happened to me. <laughs> And I, how do you think you deal with it? <laughs> Yuri would know no end. I would yeah. be, you know what, and you know, what, you know what's one of those funny things is if I saw it happen and it happened to me and I was just on my own, just walking, I probably wouldn't say anything, but just give the person daggers. But if I was yeah. on the phone at the time speaking to someone, I would very loudly talk about it to the point where the person would hear yeah. me talking about it and notice yeah. and then I would have to confront. But it's yeah. interesting how <laughs> differently I deal with that depending on the situation. Have you been in that situation? Yeah, I was just thinking as I was asking, actually, I don't think I've seen the culprit because sort of all you just never do, do you? And, yeah, and it's one of those things that until it happens, I don't know how I'd react. Because I like to think I'm a pretty polite, nice person yeah. and that I'd maybe be civil about it. Like I'd yeah. maybe say something and say, you do realise mm. that these are my nice shoes and they've just been ruined by your dogs. Poop. The other thing too is I feel like a lot of the time if you do step in dog poo, you don't realise it for a little bit. You yeah. Step, you're walking around and then you're like, oh, that's, that's something on my... And then my you're that person it. that smells like... Yeah. And no shit. one wants to be that person. Yeah. No. I feel for you. What's the nicest trainers that happened to? I'm assuming they were trainers, but... 
Um, I was wearing some, uh, th- these weren't trainers. They were like quite nice. They were like sort of like walking-y, like military style boots that were quite nice. nice. Yeah, I know. I've got them in my brain already. But the, yeah. the bottom of the shoe was all like, like segmented. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I can't think of the word for it. But you know Good what I mean? Right? Your friction. Yes. I can't think. Yeah, I know what but you mean. You know mean. what I mean? Yeah. So then yeah. when I looked at the shoe, I was like, oh, Mm. yeah you've got to get in those cracks exactly yeah yeah oh gross reggie would not do it well he would do it in a public place but i would be the responsible person to pick that up as you should you were talking a little bit before we start recording about um yeah. how was your experience there and was it a good old time you still in contact with people it sounds like yeah so it was, I always describe it as the best and the worst three years of my life. And I think I use the word worst because there are times where you think you have nothing left in you in terms of energy and being able to take rejection and the kind of toughness of it. I would say it was the worst, but it, it wasn't at all the worst. It was definitely some of the best years of my life just because being in such a stagey, just being in that bubble of people and that space and the length of the days that we did I find it really difficult because it has been so long as well so I graduated in 2012 so it's eight years ago since I graduated now as well it's almost like a bit of a whirlwind to look back on like I can't I can't fully place myself there anymore if you know what I mean but I can describe what I can remember of it looking back if you know what I mean but it was just absolutely amazing I think because I wanted it so much as well because I I went to Trinity College of Music before I went to Mountview and I'd already tried to get into Mountview and got a reserved place that nothing ever came of it. And then I was at Trinity and I really enjoyed it. I had great friends there. It was a brand new course, but something in me, you know, and there's something pulling you like, mm. why, why aren't I at Mountview? Like there was just something that had me like, right, I'm going to go and try again. And I was very lucky to get a place straight away there. So I think there was something that I'd wanted it for so long that I was only ever going to experience it, I think, in a really positive way because of the amount that I'd invested in even getting there. So, yeah, I would say it was absolutely incredible. I met amazing people. And as you say, we are in touch now. But I would say we had... It's one of those things where you have your people you can put on one hand that you ended up speaking with for however long afterwards. Mm-hmm. Then I would say that got really minimal. And I've probably got, like, two people that are, like... the really consistent but now full circle i'd say probably 20 to 30 of us now are in a whatsapp group yeah and it is the best thing because it's not just like photos and videos of the shows we did and all that we're sharing now it's like banter in the common room yeah. do you remember this oh my god i've got this do you remember this night out and so it's just that part of it is absolutely brilliant and the fact that eight years on everyone's kind of doing what they're doing some people are still I mean, trying in the industry with the situation at the moment, which is a whole nother story. But, you know, you've got those people that aren't necessarily doing it anymore, but still involved in certain things. Like, it's just, it's really nice. And we've all grown up a little bit in some ways, you know. And so that is just amazing. And it crops up, you know, every couple of weeks, we have another flurry of loads of chatting. And as I said, we're thinking of recording a song over Christmas, all of us. So it is it's definitely something that like will be with me forever as cheesy as that sounds you know it's just an, a drama school is just an experience of a lifetime that I just mm. I wouldn't change for the world it's just and it's really interesting when when I've now gone and met somebody who I've married who's never done 
anything performing arts ever in yeah, his life. That'd be interesting. And to have had something that has been so, uh, the, well, the biggest part of my life and still is, it's us perform a fake, it doesn't leave you, does it? It's just absolutely in me. Mm. So to try and describe and explain my experience of everything to him and have him get it you know is is all is new all over again you know it's like yeah. it's just fascinating because i mean he's a farmer and has never done anything like this yeah. ever before <laughs> so he'd never seen a show i took him to see uh peter pan that goes wrong from the yeah. company that the play that goes wrong oh yeah. my god i mean he absolutely loved it so i'm just yeah i mean i'd love the aim is to get him to more and more theater but mm. obviously at the moment um that's even more challenging it's interesting well, what you were saying not. about about like you've gotten close to everyone again because I'm kind of the same in the over the sort of the past sort of like three or four years of not being back in Liverpool, I'd maybe speak to about a handful of people who I went who I went to uni with. Whereas now yeah. that I'm back, I've been back for a couple of years, there's so many people that I see and speak to and it's like more like yeah. people. And it's it is funny how that's kind of gone full circle because I graduated the same year you did. And I'd all, I think I'd always hoped that that would happen. But it's so weird because people say to you when you're there, oh, like you won't really contact people. And you're like, yes, I will. Like, of mm. course we all will. And then inevitably you don't. And then, as you say, the kind of full circle that comes back round and the people you end up speaking to and the, the positions and places that you're in in your life. And it's just a whole new interaction. You've all got a common ground and you know where you've kind of all come from in terms of what you've got in common but you're all in completely different places in your lives i just think it's i mean i don't have the experience of what university would have been like so i don't know if it's a similar thing but i think the intensity of drama school and i mean i don't know how many people at university end up crying and sobbing in front of each other when like worse things have happened you know have yeah. happened because the, the intensity is so high it doesn't necessarily always have to have been a, a massive situation that's happened but you can be so emotional at the time because yeah. everything you're tired and stressed from 13 14 hour days you know leading up to a show or of course. so yeah I definitely I get very nostalgic I was only listening to a recording of us all last night and it literally brings tears because I just think it was so amazing and I remember really appreciating it at the time, but there's always that thing of, God, I really hope I took every moment because mm. it is something that I miss, not like I'd go and do it again now. Like if someone said three years, right, you can go and do that. I don't yeah. know if I'd necessarily do it now. The fact that I did it, it's definitely it's funny. a massive part of who I am now, you know. It's, it's that kind of thing of like, I wouldn't want to go back. I wouldn't want to go back like with a whole group of new people, but I'd love to do that same experience again with that same group of people yeah you want it to be that experience yeah, that, 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 that almost experience. Be the fear of am i gonna get that yeah. again from it because we you kind of need that immaturity that you've got then you kind of need yeah. those fears and those worries for you to have formed whatever it was in those groups that you formed and completely and i yeah. think as well you, you need that kind of overwhelming confidence in yourself Yes. And I think I oh wouldn't have that ridiculous confidence that I had yeah. first year of, u of uni. I had yeah. stupid, well, actually all through uni, I had like this stupid, ridiculous confidence of my own abilities and of how far I could go. And I think yeah. I, that, that confidence now is entirely different to when I was... But isn't that amazing? Like, that's such an amazing quality. Like, we're laughing about it, but it is great that I I'd always want for my children, for them to 
to have that sense of I can do anything like I think that is also a really positive amazing thing but at the same time you're right it's, it is it is does make me giggle thinking back to that like I mean we had something called Black Friday like the first Friday we started there as first years yeah. we had to sing in front of the second and the third years and can you imagine how daunting that was it was like and it was like a little market it was like here's the newbies that have come in check them out like yeah. it was so and I can't even believe I did it like to think of doing that now oh my yeah. god I've been absolutely mortified I remember, absolutely. <laughs> I remember in the first year we had, we had to do um like a whole improv show in front of the rest of the year group second years and third years I think this was like in the first term yeah. just doing a whole imp- like whole improv and yeah. just putting you in different situations for like Improv like a, as well. Like a Thirty-minute oh show of you just improving yeah. different scenes, but I remember like now the idea of that would terrify me. But at the yeah. time, like before doing it, I'm just thinking, "Yep, this is when I'm going to become popular on this course." Yeah, yeah. this is my moment. This is literally what it was. I was like, "Yep, I know <laughs> I'm going to do some pretty hilarious stuff here, and people are going to think I'm the greatest." <laughs> like. It's, it's like in my in my third year they were taking a show to edinburgh like one of the one of the lecturers had written this with written this show they were taking it to edinburgh to do a run at edinburgh and i remember they were auditioning people and erin said to me oh you're gonna audition for that edinburgh show and genuinely this is what i said and i just think what a dickish thing to say i just went well if they wanted me in it, I feel like they'd probably ask me. Not even audition. Not even audition. I said they would ask me. Like, who, who am I? Who am I to say, oh, I'm not going to audition. If they want me to be in it, they should come to me. Like, that is amazing. That Please say they came to you. They did not come to me. Did that you? level of confidence is stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. That is something you being the writer that you are unless you've already had ideas for this or written something like this before that is the concept for something for a sketch or oh completely that uber confident drama school Mm. student i think there's plenty in that definitely yeah there's a lot there's a lot of meat to that um (laughs) but yeah absurd oh that's got me all nostalgic how lovely Cancel, cancel, cancel. Moving on from that, uh, from there, you get into teaching. Um, and like one of the things I find interesting is I feel like a lot of people I know who like work in theatre in the arts, they kind of, they look at teaching as, oh, this is something I can do for now. I'm still trying to do other things I want to do. But I feel like you're, you, you, you're such a, like a natural teacher. And it feels like when you're in that space, that's kind of your whole vibe. I mean, am I right in, in thinking that? You are right. When we used to play pretend when you're little, <laughs> uh, like we all did, I had so many play pretends. Um, I used to play video shops, I used to play doctors, I used to play um, photography shops, like, you know, when you used to go and get your photos developed. So mm-hmm. I literally used to say so all these things. But teaching was like a massive one and I took it seriously like the two people that live next door that I used to hang out with um you can see from my body language I'm like right teaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they didn't know what to hit them when we started playing teaching because 
the resources that I used to make, even at the age of whatever I was, uh, for the lessons that we were going to have and all of that. So I think at that point I knew I'd be a teacher one day. But at the same time, performing arts was really all, not all I knew, but like that is what I lived and breathed from the age of about four. You know, I went, I went to dancing and then I loved it when we started doing all the kind of musical dances. So that got me thinking, oh, can I go to like a theatre school where you do acting and singing? And then everything just went from there. And so it's been in me since day dot, really, the teaching, as has the performing arts. But yeah, I suppose I approached it a bit similarly to what you just described when it first happened. So I was auditioning, I had an agent, I was fresh out of drama school and that was the priority, of course, at the time. Um, and I started teaching at a stage school on a Saturday for the money, being a resting actor, mm-hmm. alongside the other millions of jobs like the tea shop at the same time, whilst also doing the telly sales a couple of hours, all of that. you got to do it. Um, so it's absolutely, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, it was a money thing to start with. Um, and then the kind of, like you said, the kind of natural part in me just took it and ran with it and I loved it. And I think, I think this is what happened. I mean, perhaps this is just me patting my ego, but wasn't getting the jobs <laughs> with, with the performing arts stuff at the time. But part of me does wonder if all of my heart and soul was in the auditions because I used to spend a lot of time preparing for what I had on the Saturday for the kids um, and the young people that I was working with on the Saturday, which was still in sync because it was performing arts stuff. I think my first job was a dance teacher, so it was choreographing stuff ready for Saturday and things like that. But I loved that bit and then didn't love as much practicing on songs for the auditions I had coming up etc which is way more easy for me to say now because I've said it out loud a few times but you know when there's a guilt in you still years later of like oh but I paid thousands of pounds to go to that drama school and now I'm saying I didn't love doing the auditions and um, because I do genuinely think absolutely nothing can set you up for it even as much as somebody says to you oh it's going to be really hard or it's a numbers game, except whatever people say to you. I just think I found this completely new person in me that I thought I wasn't, but I was. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I just felt more at home, I suppose, doing the teaching and being with young people. And I think, I can't remember what way around it happened now, but I then thought I need to get qualification in this because even if I carry on the performing arts, etc., it'd be under my belt. I can be a teacher as well. So I applied to do like a part-time in the evenings PGCE. And I also then was dropped by my agent, which I used to say, by the way, it was a mutual agreement. (laughs) But it definitely was like, got to the time where I'd done so many, maybe it had been a year or something, and I'd only had a certain amount of recalls. It was like numbers. It was like, so I can't remember what way that happened, whether I'd applied for the, whatever it was, but it it all timed quite perfectly, to be honest, because it was like, okay, well, I'm not that upset because now I'm doing my PGC. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how that all happened, really. And then FE was definitely my bag. I wanted to work with youngsters who want to go to drama school because I still hadn't lost the flame, if you like. I still, mm. as I've said to you today, I just think it's the best three years of my life. If you want to do something, you do it, whatever people say to you. Um, so that's kind of what had me wanting to work with 16 to 18 year olds. And then a job came up in my second year of doing my PGCE because I had to get a mentor. So I approached an old teacher and they were like, oh my God, there's a job going. And that's basically how it all started getting into the FE and everything. And then not only does teaching come with being in the room with them, but all of the kind of designing of the course and the modules. And as you know, when I'm sat behind the admin as well, something 
um, lights up in me when I'm doing the admin as well, which um, I'm not afraid to say, Adam. No. I'm not afraid and, to and, say. and that is so <laughs> that is so vital to have as well. If you're te particularly teaching in, in HE and FE, like that's so important to have that in you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely had it. I, I. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I love the good um, having having everything planned out and then just sitting in the office. Yeah looking over what I'd, what I'd what I'd written in all my schemes of work Big yeah it is there is like a a kind of achievement about it isn't it there's a sense of achievement in like yeah. I've prepared this and, and you know, and then you just feel like great because you know you've planned it all and then you get to just have fun in the room with with the young people so I it's so weird we're having this conversation actually because I have been really thinking about the FE stuff at the moment and sort of missing it a bit actually thinking yeah. like yeah and I'm being really glad that again Sarah style I've got everything in boxes alphabeticalized nothing's gone anywhere I've got all my resources yeah. so that I can literally pick up the box yeah and, just and crack on again if the opportunity mm. to her to, to come up so it's not a goodbye for me at the moment either yeah. even though I'm not in an FE job at the moment I yeah. feel like that really was a a big buzz for me and I genuinely feel like my experience with you was some of the best oh mine time too. it was so cracking yeah, I just so time. many memories I and think, just our house was great yeah I love doing that I, I think for me um I think when you're when you're a student and when you're performing all you care about is that end product that end show yeah. And I think the thing I got out of teaching the most was how important the process is. And I think I didn't, yeah. I didn't take that. I, th I think I kind of took that for granted as like a student and performer, how important that process yeah. was. And that for me, yeah. that's the best part of it. Like seeing, seeing yeah. the production grow, seeing the students grow and become better, more confident performers. I, I love that, that whole yeah. thing. That's one of the things I love about. I know exactly YouTube what you mean. I'm like a massive advocate for, and this came from the, some study that I did in my teacher training um, around something called growth mindset, which is basically all about promoting and um, advocating effort above like um, just talent and result. Like, I'm not explaining it very well. In other words, you you get more out of the trying of something and the effort you're putting into something more than you do out of um, just being talented at something, you know, which yeah. is given me so much to think about. And I don't mean this in a resentful way at all because I have no regrets about my past, but it is interesting to look at that because I definitely grew up as somebody with adults around me saying, oh God, you're such a great singer. Like, oh, you're so good at dancing. You're so, are you gonna do this? Like, are you gonna, are you gonna go to drama school? Are you gonna, and I, I'll never know, cause I don't know, cause it's happened now, but I do wonder if that wasn't the case. Like, what would I have done? Would I have thought about other things or is it, Yeah. you know, it's, and I'm not saying it in a negative way because I do think people are really talented and have talents and if they feel, it just so happens I did love doing it. It's not like I did it because yeah. other people said, it but it does make me wonder because actually I think everybody could be awesome at everything you know if, if you put your mind to it and you so going back to what you're saying about rehearsing I completely agree I think and the process sorry is being able to be that kind of vehicle if you like for young people to have them see that and and then you know, I'm thinking of students now that we've worked with that and then mm -hmm. seeing them and the in the end product and being like oh wow we yeah, you know 
they got there that was yeah. abs- like you never thought that they'd do something like that you know so and that's what makes yeah. it isn't it like that's that's the best part like seeing someone at the star project to the end of it and seeing that growth in them that's what kind of makes yeah. the, whole, the whole thing yeah bless their hearts oh now i want to know what, what each and every one of them are doing now <laughs> you i always i always think that um, that's sort of what you have to let go of as well is knowing yeah. that you're not ever going to know what every person is doing you Completely. know just hoping like, that. we're not we're not really friends are we i was just your no. teacher. <laughs> oh yeah we were your teacher yeah, yeah. but one <laughs> thing i find i find um kind of funny and interesting is so we obviously met both teaching performing arts in the Cotswolds in that strange and unusual and delightful time absolutely but neither of us are currently teaching performing arts and i find that really odd because we both went from we were teaching both teaching full-time yeah. there, we were teaching full-time performing arts yeah. prior to going there but now kind yeah. of few years on from that neither one of us are teaching performing arts right now and i find that really oh, weird that is weird i mean yeah and i've never thought about that until you've just said it yeah. so i'm just letting that register yeah and i don't even know because i left because i went for that job for the charity that I absolutely love Mm. so much and I don't even know if I left in a way of like right that's my big bang I'm done performing arts and in fact I don't think I did as I'm saying it now I I think I left knowing something would pull me back like that it I can't see that I won't ever be doing that again I mean I'm already thinking now yeah right what can I set up in this where I live now like what can I set up here what can I um, and I think a lot of that as well was you inspiring me to write what I did in lockdown. I've, I never thought I'd write a play and I've now done two versions and, yeah. you know, I've actually read it through with some people. So, yeah, I don't, I've never thought about that until you said it. And, and perhaps it's a really timely time to, to be talking about it because I am feeling quite nostalgic at the moment and I am yeah. missing it a bit. And, and maybe some of that comes with the COVID yeah. yeah you look at everything um, with a bit more of a rose tinted lens right now yeah yeah because there were definitely tricky times as we both know oh, i remember entirely yeah, yeah thank god we did have each other at times yeah. you know? oh, 100 yeah completely but then are things amazing experiences when they when they're not really challenging because i'm now wondering i actually at the moment don't feel necessarily challenged i feel really lucky in the job that i'm in then that i'm supporting young people that really need adults they're quite vulnerable and that's quite new for me so i feel in a way like that's an incredible opportunity yeah but at the same time i don't feel i haven't felt massively challenged in any way it's all felt quite straightforward and i sometimes well i don't wonder i feel like my opinion is that the, the biggest opportunities for development and getting better at something is finding it really challenging and sometimes not feeling like it's amazing at the time yeah. if you know what i mean and, and that's when the that's where the accomplishment comes from doesn't it it was like yeah, it was yeah. like with our house and getting that done and knowing that was done it was like amazing or like when yeah. i was doing after you'd just gone and we'd been co-directing the uh, national theater yeah, um, connection yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we had been co-directing when they that. go low yeah that's the one and you left and i was like oh well taking this puppy on by myself then and like it was it was the nice thing of going cool okay i'll take the reins now and then see it through yeah. and yeah and i obviously felt a complete confidence in 
leaving you to that. In yeah. fact, I knew the job you were going to do with it and it was great because I saw it. Yeah. I think at one point you, there was always the consideration for you that you'd almost come with me, you know? <laughs> oh like, yeah, I was, very, I was very close to, to going when you went. Like I was yeah. super close to going yeah. when you went. Yeah. yeah. I think a big... You will have got so much from it though, the fact that you... Yeah, oh, completely. There will be stuff yeah, that I was, you got. I was, I was in the trenches those, those <laughs> last couple of months. <laughs> really in the yeah. trenches um yeah but i think a, a big thing oh. for me as well about not teaching right now i think a big thing about is politically too um just in the way courses mm. are, are being managed now in terms of what yeah. want in those courses because yeah i feel like so i did so i did a college course like prior to going to uni i did performing arts like yeah. second performing arts and i got three distinctions which is the equivalent of three A's. Boom. Um, so yeah. I got like a dream plan achievers scholarship going to uni. Um, awesome. But I know for a fact, had I done that course that we were teaching, I would have yeah. Like I just yeah. don't think I would have done. Because I'm not agreeing. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are horrendous. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't have done that. Mate. No, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I would have because I feel like, there are everyone learns in different ways and i feel like the type of learner i am and the type of learners that we teach uh the yeah. kind of students who benefit most from practical from practical courses where they get to perform they get to do like logs and evaluations and assess like their performance as an actor and a creator and now yeah. they're in a position where they have to do courses that are just on exams and they're yeah. not the kind of students who suit that style of learning and i feel like and we're in a position where we're not giving our young people the best chance to succeed by yes so i was gonna say i don't even think it's about the type of student necessarily all about that it's also about the nature of performing arts it yeah. sort of doesn't it's like trying to put a what's the expression excuse me if i get this wrong, like circle into a square or try and yeah. put it, you no, know yeah. what i mean like it's like yeah. it's like that somewhat and how our lot had it very difficult because not only were they experiencing that but what they'd seen the year before yeah, that was the big thing. then be what they were doing yeah, yeah must have been really difficult and then for us what's difficult is we we feel them <laughs> we're like yep yeah, yeah, i agree, agree. um but also we've got a responsibility this is the framework we've got yeah. Um, so I do hear you. I, I agree. There's, there's, yeah, and that's that is really challenging. I think actually some of that is what had us perhaps have some of our very challenging times. There was, oh, yeah, the, it was restrictive, wasn't it, in that sense? Um, but wanting to do the free stuff, uh, yeah, mm. I agree. Because I think because I really felt for them, and like like you were saying just then, and the fact that the previous year had a course that was the right course, and yeah they've applied for the course thinking that's what they're doing and yeah I feel like they were, they, it was always going to be a challenging time for them regardless of then as well as obviously and they uh, did a cracking job they did amazing things, yeah. right yeah. like, like when you really great yeah yeah golly mm. got quite heavy then yeah <laughs> passionate yeah. <laughs> cancel 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 Moving away from that, we've gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's it's all away it's now. Um, so you got married this summer. It was supposed to be a big old wedding that this boy was supposed to go. Um, but it yes, was all this boy down. was. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was that whole experience for you? Do you know what? It was all right. 
like I can't say it was easy, but I can't say it was um, as hard as perhaps you might think it would have been. Have you still got me? Sorry, my battery said it. Um, I think because so much of this situation is decisions made, it's completely out of your hands. There's no really choice in that respect in it. There is choice because you can choose what you do about it. But I think that part of it made it easier. I had a lot of time on my hands because I was furloughed. So um, for me, I suppose part of me was just a bit excited to have a project again and just have more to sort out. There definitely did get times where it got a little bit tiring because not only do you feel like you're trying to sort things out and get things organised, sort out suppliers, payments, etc. But there was also times where I felt like, am I just sounding really annoying to all these guests now? Because you know what I'm like? I like to communicate. Mm-hmm. I want to be transparent. I want everyone to know where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a balancing act of all of those things whilst also looking after yourself because it can be quite an emotional, sad time when you've been planning you know, oh, yeah. for so long. We, yeah. you know, we, we knew all along it was going to be a big party. We had a lot of people invited. Yeah. For that reason, we wanted a big farm party. So for it to go from that to be mum, dad, mum, dad... <laughs> Yeah. dog me and Andy um but I think what had it be such an amazing experience was we very quickly got ourselves out of dwelling over it getting really upset over what it should be and the picture we'd created and it not fitting that picture anymore and moved into let's embrace what what this really is not what it should have been and so actually we took that to the absolute extreme in that you know I had friends and bridesmaids saying to me so are you going to get ready in separate rooms still and I was like no we're literally getting ready together in the morning uh, you know what's the point in you know, oh, yeah. we might as well fully embrace every moment so we had hubby the night before with the parents because it was the exact day we were starting to be allowed to do things again I had a curry got ready together in the morning I mean he tied my necklace up you know there was no yeah bridesmaids there and you know walked to the church together even Andrew said shall we leave the church on a tractor you know so it's and I said well it's not that day though is it actually yeah. we could just walk back to the, the church through the village back to the farm you know and, and save that for because we're hoping we will do a big thing another yeah. time um and save that for then you know and actually just fully embrace every part of it to be something that it really is and not what it what it should be so I think that is what had it be so great I mean given we had one two we've had two wedding days so far because we should have our original date was in june we still couldn't get married then but it felt so weird not to do anything because mm-hmm. that date has been in our diaries and it sounds ridiculous it's just a date but it really isn't when you've invested yeah, when so you, much emotion and yeah build up yeah so we did we had our photographer and we did um, an engagement shoot that day which made us feel a bit special um and actually it was the perfect day for a wedding we were just joking about that all day because the weather was beautiful it was like the perfect day and then the actual wedding came around we worked really hard with i don't know what they're called like marriage lawyers whatever to get a marriage license because what would have happened was you'd normally have your your what if they call them in the church bands read or whatever and that couldn't happen so we worked really hard in the prep so that the second the government said you can get married we were there ready with the paperwork and we could do it which is why we got married on the 4th of July which was the first date we could and then that day really similar situation just came down to the farm just had just the parents there didn't even wear a wedding dress the dog was at the altar with us the whole time he actually snored but 
he admits that he snores. I so love he's the fine. video. I did love the video. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then it was just, yeah, a really special day. We had some friends who really wanted to give us a special gift. So they did like a video of the day for us, which we probably wouldn't have had if we'd have done the big wedding. But the fact we had so many people we wanted to share it yeah. with couldn't be there. Um, so I suppose in a nutshell, it was a really lovely experience and one that we'll talk about forevermore that we never perhaps would have chosen as a choice to start. But what we did choose when it then happened was just awesome and chilled and great. I mean, the day finished by six because we were knackered in yeah, the evening. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, cool. Big I, think, <laughs> I think the nice thing as well is that you had a kind of like that special intimate wedding moment, which is really nice to have. And then mm. you will have the big thing eventually sometime. Yeah, too. that's so the nice plan. to have the best of Yeah, I think it definitely, I, I read some articles actually about people speaking about is, is this a complete change for weddings now in terms of attitude and outlook to getting married and... Mm. And I had lots of friends comment on the whole, how we dealt with the situation and, you know, saying things like, wow, you really are doing it for love, you know, but you know, you're really doing it for that, aren't you? Because actually you could just wait till next year, you know? So I think there's definitely something around people, their approach to weddings now and what actually is it about? And I'm not going to lie. I want the party, you know, we will have some big party, but actually, until it happens to you, it it's like I we really want to get married. Actually, we realised we were like, no, this is really bothering us. Like we wanted to do this, so we're going to do it. So yeah, it certainly was an experience that I never would have thought I'd be telling the story about in years to come that I will be telling now to our children. Yeah, you know, it's just which is amazing to have. Yeah, I definitely don't have any regrets about it. There's times I think oh, I still haven't put my wedding dress on yet. You know, things yeah. like that. But then I just think. Well, I just get excited about the day. I will put it on, you know, one day. Yeah. And also, Absolutely. you've got a little baba on the way. It's massive now. I'll show you. You're so with child now. I'm really with child. Do we, do yeah. we know, is it a boy, a girl? Are you saving that? Do you no. Know we're, we are saving it. We had our scan, the 20-week one, which is where they say, do you want to find out? Mm. And as tempting as it is, I, I won't lie, it's tempting when you're there and they're going, do you want to know? And they've got it there in front of them on a the screen. Yeah, of course. Um, and we're going, no. But I just want something to look forward to after all that pushing and pain. You know, I want, I want a little surprise to go, tell me what it is. So, um, yeah, and, and Andrew feels the same. So it's an absolute surprise. I don't have any form of instinct. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm a bit... Oh, I say that sometimes I refer to it without realising I'll say she or he, but I've done both, so there's no sort yeah, of... Yeah, so there's no kind of leaning no. one way or the other. Yeah, but no, it is very exciting and it feels very like, oh, wow, this is another level of being a grown-up. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> so definitely. That's weird. But um, very exciting. Another thing I've always wanted, like it, I've, I've always wanted it, so the fact it's here now is... Very exciting, and I'm in the bit that feels really good now. Whereas yeah. the first trimester's quite horrendous and makes you feel rubbish. And right. Yeah, and it's going really quickly now. At the beginning, it felt like it went on forever because you can't tell anyone, you feel rubbish, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I was lucky I had lockdown because no one had seen me when I looked and felt like yeah. crap. That's kind of worked um, out first. Yeah, and now, you know, I'm feeling much better, enjoying it, and uh, yeah, we are actually way over halfway through now. Exciting. Well. This has been delightful. We finish every single episode with an unusual story. 
Um, obviously, you're on your phone. And I'm gonna, so I'm going to send you this unusual story. It's not, it's not the jazziest unusual story, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. I've got it. So it won't ruin the call if I click on this, right? I'm pretty sure you can click on it. I don't think I'll be able to see you, but I should still be able to hear you when you click on it. Okay, that's the main thing. Okay, so, so what do I do with it? You just read it. So I'm just going to, I'll read the headline. So in oh! Rotterdam, a train uh, is saved from plunging 10 meters into water by a whale tail sculpture. So yeah, in Rotterdam, this train oh has my God. through the like hoardings that it was on. Oh! Um, yes! Instead of, you might have already seen the story, instead of actually landing in, in water, because that's what it would have done, it would have gone straight into like a river or something. Um, there yeah. was a whale sculpture and it's landed on the yes. whale sculpture perfectly and no one was hurt. So I haven't read the story yet mm. and I'm so glad we've just spoken about that then because I think I saw an image of it on Instagram Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw it and I thought that the train thing was the sculpture as well. Oh, so, so it was just like, that was like a, like a dystopian like, world type deal. Yeah, some kooky, like, yeah, mm. people, it's there as a um, installation thing that people yeah. think this has happened. Oh my God. Yeah, literally, if you go further down in the story, um, there's like a better, like, kind of aerial shot of how almost into oh, this water it was. Thankfully, there was no passengers on the train. There was just a driver um, and he got out completely unharmed. Oh, thank God. What but a lovely how escape. mad is that? I'm just seeing loads of adverts at the moment. Oh, no, I can see. It's mad, that it's, picture. It's really, like, far across, isn't it? Oh, my God. Like, Who that's a fair thought? few feet of, like, just being in the air. Yeah. But oh, my God. Well, that, that's the like, day. Thought Park style, isn't it? Like Completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some roller coaster of a... Jeez, I'm and so how, glad you told me that. You be if you were that driver as well. Like if you're, if he's in that front <laughs> carriage, like. Jeez, oh, I'm on a whale. <laughs> literally, completely. So. Oh my goodness! Oh, I wasn't expecting that bit. That was a nice little. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little something to switch up. So, Sarah, it's been an absolute yeah. delight speaking to you and catching up. We need to do it more often. We need to do it again, and hopefully in. I know. When it's legal. What's nice is I do feel like. I um I do feel like WhatsApp. That's what I love about it. I do feel yeah. like it was yesterday that I saw and spoke to you, and it's probably because we do still connect on WhatsApp and everything. But yeah. I have loved it. I have wanted to be on a podcast since well, since I heard podcasts existed. <laughs> so I thank you for this opportunity, and I just feel a bit famous actually yeah. to be on your boy. Well, console. after so, being on YBC, we're going to be. <laughs> A big thank you to my guest Sarah this week and just to let you all know once again this is the last episode for a couple of weeks but your boy will be back with all kinds of guests. We've got MCs, directors, spoken word artists and some guests who have absolutely nothing to do with the arts because your boy likes to switch it up. So once again thank you for supporting the podcast and holla at your boy. (laughs) 